And good evening. Welcome back to another day with Scuba and the Rye. Rye guy, right here, <laughs> sitting side by side yes, yes, with the Scuba. Welcome. Good to see you again. It's good to see you too, my friend. <laughs> yes. Hi. <laughs> and you're having fun with that. Well, you know, you know, you gotta you, you gotta play with the sound bites when you get them, and you know, Victor is just one of those characters you gotta that play you with just, all of them. You just gotta enjoy him. So, but yeah. So, how you been, Ryan? What you been up to? I've been good. Just um, actually, it was a low key weekend of sorts. Oh so, really? No plans going anywhere. Just general things that I usually do. Okay. Uh, which is always I go to the park, run, play some Pokemon Go. Um, catching up on a lot of shows because I'm watching a lot of shows right now with the downtime and got out there because it was decent weather, cleaned my car. Oh, really? You know, cleaned the interior, cleaned the exterior. I do everything by hand, so no auto for me. Okay. So keep it clean, keep it fresh, keep that paint shining. Mm, That works. And a couple movies. Couple movies. Couple movies. Really? What'd you do? Two movies. Yeah, we're gonna get into that, aren't we? Yeah, one of them is. <laughs> but other than that, this is the week. This is the week that building up on all my preparations for that GRE. Oh yes, that's right. GRE test is this week, so yeah. gotta get that going. Oh yes, that will be Friday. I have the day off of work, so I don't have to think about anything except for the one test. I actually went right by the location where the testing site was before I came out here. To make sure you knew how to get yeah, there. It's right off Battlefield, so it's like right on the way. Oh wow. So, Okay. Right there behind Lowe's and Home Depot. What day, what day is that again? Friday. Fr- this Friday? Yep. Oh, cool. Wow. So I was thinking I was going to prep a little bit more, but I've already went up and down that book. So it's like you can only run the practice test so much before you're just like, you know what? Yeah, Relax at some point the... you just need to like close the book, put it away, prepare the mind, yep. and then just go with it. It's like relax the mind, get enough rest, and just go. Yeah. So. It's pretty much all you can do. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I, I have been, you know, doing my usual daily thing. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of different things was, you know, I spent Friday, uh, on the, uh, field helping out around, the, helping out there. So that was a nice change of pace from my normal Friday routine. Um, last Thursday, though, was kind of special because Skittles had the fifth grade... Um, faculty student basketball game. Oh, was she in the game? She was one of the cheerleaders. Okay. The start of her cheerleading career. Oh, boy. It's the beginning. It is. It is. I'm not sure I'm ready for this. But you know what? She's got tryouts in, in April for the middle school te- middle school cheer squad. So, hey, I'm just being, you know, good parent being supportive. But, uh, no, the game was fun. Uh, went out there. I took uh, one of my... One of the I took a took a GoPro with me to try and film it. Yep. And realized that I really do need a DSLR. Hey, those are really amazing cameras. They are. I I've, I've been really thinking I need to get one so I could do things because it's either that or I needed instead of taking a GoPro, should have grabbed my phone mount and put my iPhone on the charger to take care of that. But seeing how that seeing how that is is how that is. But, uh, no, the game was fun. Um, my dad and uh, my stepmom showed up. And then Saturday morning, mm-hmm. uh, Top Shelf, who is in the uh, JROTC program this semester, okay, um, had a fundraiser breakfast, kind of like a little pancake breakfast Saturday morning. So we went out and did that. And then... After we did, we showed our support, but you know we were like stupid early. <laughs> I mean, like seriously, we were the only ones in there for like thirty minutes. All the food so, yourself. Kind of feeling good on that. However, it was like you know what had our had our plate. Everything was all right. And then proceeded to go over to the Waffle House before heading out to the field for the day. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah. Double whammy. Yeah, I had, uh, definitely loaded up on quite a bit of carbs, but, you know, hey, all that yeah. walking around the field, it was... It just burns it right off, so... It does, it does, and Saturday was, uh, Saturday was a part, was a partial day, and then came back home and did a, uh, since it was the fifth weekend of the month, 
We did a War Table game with yeah. Warhammer 40k minis. So I've got a battle report on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course Sunday gameplay. Um, this time though, they're, I got a link. I got a link to a video because they just they put together a video for the uh, gameplay on Sunday. And it, was, it happens to be the attack and defend game, which I'll talk about from my perspective. And <laughs> the I'd, only perspective. Uh, I wouldn't say that. It does, people. It. <laughs> Believe the hype. Believe the hype. But, uh, yeah. So, um, before we get too much further, I want to do a shout-out to Sirenscape for the uh, wonderful background musics we got here. Because you never know how much fun those are going to be. Because sometimes you just need a random, random cow. That's not very loud. <laughs> there was a subtle move. Subtle move. Yeah, that works. But uh, shout out to Sirenscape. Um, shout out to you. So also, uh, as said last week, uh, a lot of stuff has been updated out. Uh, latest episodes of the podcast are out on boom, YouTube boom, 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 on boom. our on the YouTube channel, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Store, Spotify, uh, Pod. Podbean, if you want to just go directly to the host there, but the other places are good too. Um, got build videos going up on the YouTube channel. I uh, did a gameplay video last night yes. as part of the new thing, so we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. And I think that's all the studio-type announcements. Do you have any announcements? I have not. Oh, yeah, actually, no, I just reminded one. The new Facebook page. Oh, Scooby yes. Studio on Facebook. Uh, that seems to be doing pretty well. We've yeah. gotten quite a bit of likes, but if you haven't been there yet, go check it out. Give a like, give a follow. Share and like. Let everybody know. Oh, yes, definitely, definitely. And we got some tech upgrades in here, so we know it's that time of year, time of year so we're you getting a little bit better. A little bit. A little bit. So little bit. I think with that, we'll go ahead and uh, roll into our next our first segment of the night, which is... Movie reviews. Get them reviews. Stop Mm -mm -mm. there. Go there. All right. So. Movie reviews. Right. What do you got for us this week? We have two movies on deck. Oh, we do? Yes. All right. Let's, uh, you know, kind of kick off with the first one. The The Invisible Man. The Man of Invisible Tastes. (laughs) I don't know. That guy was kind of a... A bit stalkery, but, you know, he had the money to do it, so... Just a bit. Just a bit. Hey, if you got that money, just roll with it, I guess. (laughs) Just roll with it. With the optics. You'll get it. The pun, if you see it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. So, so what's going on with this one? Um, well, this is a, a remake of a classic, um, you know, a classic monster film. You know, all the monsters uh, that Universal has, they have a list of them. So this is another one they just pulled, you know, pulled out of the pulled out of the hat and was like, okay, let's remake it, modernize it a bit, and just see how it goes out there. Yeah. So... The central story focuses on two characters, Cecilia Cass, who's played by Elizabeth Moth. If you know her, she's of A Handmaid's Tale, um, a few other things. And she, uh, the movie starts out with her escaping abusive relationship with her ex, Aging Adrian Griffin, played by Oliver Jackson Cohen. Okay. So from there, um, she believes that she's good to go until strange things begin to happen because after presumed dead she believes she's being stalked by her ex and has found a way to become invisible yeah how the tides have turned yeah that's uh one of those that was interesting this is one that ryan and i both went to go see friday night scuba and a ride review and you know i have to say i was actually kind of really happy with this film this film was really good yes i i after you know, we we go and watch a film. We always spend a few minutes talking about it, and this is um, Scooby can vouch for me because I said it when I walked out. I was like, "This is a perfect example of how you do a remake." Not saying the movie was perfect, but just with a lot of remakes, they just try to be like, "Here's the story. Let's put it in this medium, this reflection, mm-hmm. um, this kind of uh, different take." A good example. I, I enjoyed it, but it's it's a good example of a remake that's just kind of just a rehash. Is The Lion King. 
It's yes. beat by beat the same story, and it was just basically a showcase of the amazing visuals that they can do with it, which is fine. But when, in my eye, when you do a remake, you want to take the core elements of the story, but kind of change a little bit of other things to make it fresh. Yes. And this film does that with how the invisibility comes about, uh, putting the main focus on the victim, and actually focuses on like raw, realistic themes dealing with a definitely abuse. definitely more modern things yeah, but yeah. the the core principle is is the core morality is there it's like you know it's it's one of those things that power corrupts and yeah. you know he had figured a way to make himself invisible which and it's a very nice twist on probably some of the most more classic tellings of this i do enjoy that they changed that up too that's another plus on this movie yes. by like hey let's not just do the same old shtick let's, let's go ahead and do something new yeah I'm not gonna say what it is but when you yeah. see it it's pretty it's pretty obvious what what it is yeah and so anything about this that felt kind of lacking to you um the only thing that was lacking is the fact that it is uh it is a very basic outline it it lays down a a, a very simplistic uh stalker-like story outline like you mm -hmm. know this guy is basically just stalking his ex mm -hmm. messing with her doing things that he can because he's invisible you know and there's a lot of predictability in the introduction of all the characters there's heavy foreshadowing like literally because it's very simple if you are you don't have to be smart to see the plot twist coming. Oh, yeah. They are pretty obvious what's going to happen. And there's some good ones. Oh, I mean, when it happens, that's where the irony kicks in. It's this, It's not that the fact that you might know what's coming. It's just the suspense of where is everything going to take place because he's invisible. You mm -hmm. don't really, the, But the subtle approach and the slow methodical pace does help it. But at the same time, the simplistic nature of the outline does kind of bring down the excitement of what it could have been. Yes. Yes. Um, it's got some definitely good jump scares. Oh yeah, there's just like there's some there's a couple moments where it's like oh and and as we were talking, it has that pivotal point. Yes, it has that point in the story where he's like he and we were talking about this is like some movies it's like especially horror movies. Yeah, is there's a point in the in the film where all of a sudden the here the villain is just nailing it nailing it nailing it nailing it and then there's that point where the villain went just a little too far and it's like a complete 180 in their success rate i yeah. mean it's just uh what they would say too big for his britches something like that yeah, he but just, it, it's just, just you push too far and it's like that's a that's a classic yeah. kind of trope it's like you can only go you can only bend so much once you get your breaking point it's you're oh, yeah. you're gonna that's where your character really starts to shine out but you could definitely tell there was a few moments where it's like it kind of led up to it and then once that that pivot moment occurred it was a great ride to see how yeah. it ended it's like the very slow methodical uh build up just the the breaking down of elizabeth moss character's psyche you just see her just like falling victim to that abusiveness mm -hmm. and then when this point happens instead of going down the typical uh, typical uh, victim of circumstance route they flip it on you they maneuver around that that idea and build a redemption arc mm -hmm. through the thriller elements through the horror elements through um something that i picked up later the film noir aspect with her little trying to figure out things mm -hmm. about what to do and how to get about it yeah so all right what so what we're we gonna call this one um it's a very basic, simple story. If you've seen any kind, it's a mis mix match of the lore with a stalker outline. So it's pretty much, you know, kind of have a beat by beat what's going to happen. The strength of the film is within the characters, within the realistic themes, within a little bit of the changing of, you know, of the Invisible Man lore. Things that make it an amazing journey. So I gave it a four out of five full price. I think it is worth the full price of watching this in the theater. Oh, I would have to agree. I would. I was definitely a solid three five. Definitely, definitely. Um, I think it changed after that 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 turn. Yeah. You seem to have like you were like, like hmm. 
And I, you know, you made some comments like, "Go get him," you know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like it's like some point you just it's like yeah, yeah, it's just... gonna come back to haunt you. And it did. And it yeah, it did really well. So all right, so with that, what's our ne- our next film? Next film, dabbling into the the anime. Anime. Once more this year. Well, you know, it's early in the year, so what do we got here? All right, so what we got here is a film based on a very big, popular uh, shonen anime from Japan, uh, My Hero Academia, uh, Heroes Rising. All right, so what's my... What's My Hero Academia? Because i got to be honest, I, I've heard about it, but I have not seen anything about it. I don't even know where My, I can find watching it. Uh, you can you can watch it on like uh, the major streaming platforms for anime, Crunchyroll and Funimation. Okay. Mostly Crunchyroll, and it's simulcast. So what that means for uh, you newbie folks out there, that means is that a new episode shoots out every week from Japan. Okay. So that's what simulcast means. Oh, so, so it airs in Japan, and within a week it's airing... No, it airs air same day. Same day. So s- Saturday morning is evening there. Okay, so this is... So if you want the dubbed version... It's going to be a while wait, but... So everything that's simulcast is is is, is, is subbed. Okay. Yeah, so... Alright, so... Alright, so give me the... So what's this one about? All right. So um, obviously the success of the show has led to yeah. a feature-length film, which we've seen. Second one. I never saw the first one. This is the second one. Okay. So we, but this is similar to like Naruto or oh yeah, Full Metal Alchemist or Inuasha. In the vein, because it's a, it's a shonen anime, which means it's a very long, you know, methodical, you know, there's a very long storyline with a lot of backstory, history, and stuff. But just to give you the, the quick 401, My Hero Academia focuses on this group of teenagers or this world where everybody has quirks, basically superpowers. Uh-huh. And, and it focuses on two main characters, Deku and Bakako, and they're going to the school called UA High School where, you know, you go to become a hero. Okay. You know, a professional hero. Like, you got to get licensed, you got to go through classes and training and all that different stuff. So where this what this movie picks up is they take the Class 1A which is the heroes course from UA High School, and they're sent to Naboo, uh, Naboo Island to perform temporary hero duties for the summer. So, oh, okay. So while they're there, they think a typical summer, you know, simple task for the summer turns into uh, an ultimate trial for the students. So now they are up against one of their greatest opponents yet up to this point. So they basically, it's a, it's a hero's quest, Mixed in with the the lore of the anime. Alright, alright. So, what were some of its strengths? Some of its strengths is the... Regardless if you're a diehard fan like me, or, you know, a novice like you, they do a great job of engrossing detail without, you know, just uh, ignoring the facts about, you know, there are people that don't know everything about it. So the general introduction in the in the beginning, which is the typical anime stuff, they they um, uh, introduce you to the characters, the setting, the recognizable conflicts through basic uh, superhero tropes. Okay. So you get you get quick highlights of all the students. You, you understand their character, you know, their characterization, their personalities, their interaction, and what they are f- faced up against with this this villain known as Nine. That's the name of the villain. So okay. he, he comes to this island for uh, a specific reason, and the kids have to protect the residents on this island from this villain and also stop him from achieving his thing because if he gets a hold of a certain quirk, it's going to lead to total destruction. It has to do with cell manipulation. But I'm not gonna go too much into it. I might just throw everything off. But no, yeah, we don't want to spoil it. Mm-mm. But at least you know, can can uh, make it convincing to oh, yeah. go. But the strength is through that. It, um, the the great thing about this movie it showcases the strength of the series, mm-hmm. where it's the it's the relationships between the students in this class, um, understanding th- that they all have superpowers, but they're still flawed because they're still developing. Mm-hmm. They're still because they're going to high school to learn to be a hero, so when they're faced against this ultimate threat, they're they're pushed to the extreme, and it fuels these like genuine moments that you don't typically find 
in you know a general comic book movie not the great comic but like general comic book movie where it's just hero versus villain mm. like you get genuine moments because they are struggling with how much of the power can they use without hurting themselves hurting the people but having to stop this threat gotcha and on top of that that the general levity of the first half makes the action of the second half that much more awesome okay so there is a that that's pretty much it so so where's it where, so what are we calling it um it is fan or non-fan alike this is one of the most um amazing animes you would see on the big screen it's very visually bombastic there's genuine character moments there's everything that everyone can get from it you know the fans that can recognize all the stuff that tie into the series the non-fans that just like anime are like you know hero stuff you're gonna get you're gonna be on the edge of your sheet you might even shed a tear because of certain moments that happen near the end okay so overall it was a great amazing journey and it gives genuine touch of character that you don't find in a lot of typical shonen anime. So four out of five, full price. I definitely would recommend anyone that is a fan of anime watching this in theaters if they can, because it's right. only going to be there a short time. I'm gonna have to catch the uh, show when it comes up so I can get some background on that. Oh yeah, Crunchyroll. <laughs> Crunchyroll. Yep. Always with the Crunchyroll. It's either that or Adult Swim. Fair. Alright, so before we go too much further, now that we got the reviews out of the way, it's uh, gonna check in, couple, some, got some movie and TV news. Some movie and TV news. Boom. Alrighty, uh, so got a few articles here, some movie stuff that, you know, interesting to us, if it's interesting to y'all. Um, you like it, people. Let's like see, uh, one of the first things is uh, this month. The Monster Hunter live-action movie released a couple of posters. Oh, yes. Um, IGN went ahead and put up the movie posters uh, for the Tony Jaa Milojovic-led film, and they are highlighted in these two images that you can find on IGN. Really? Yes. And it looks like, just based on the images, that they are capturing the essence of the film, or essence of the game. Okay, well, we'll have to see how that goes. Oh, yeah. But it is directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, and you know he does did all the Resident Evil films, did Mortal Kombat. Which is probably why Maya Jovanovich is the lead actress. Yes, more than likely. More than likely. We know how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the posters look pretty cool. I just am curious to see what the story will be, because... So, let's check that out. The game doesn't have too much of a story, because it's just a looter-style mm. game. You it know, does, but it, it, it's, it's more like you have to progress through. Yeah. But um, Grind, grind, grind. Yeah. You know what that means, gamers. But, you know, it's nice because it's an open world adventure type thing. Oh, yeah. So, you know, can't really complain about that. Mm -mm. All right. Speaking of uh, thrill, speaking of uh, rides and tribute whatnot, we have uh, the latest, some info on the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. Oh, yeah. This is um, reported as the longest uh, James Bond movie ever. As reported on um, Collider, it is going to be two hours and 43 minutes. Just a hair under three. Oh, really? That so. is pretty long for a Bond film. But this is supposed to be the last Daniel Craig one. So Yes, this is the last time Daniel Craig is doing Bond. So it's a curious to just see not only, you know, the wrap up the adventure, but, you know... The one thing that I liked about his series so far, there's been this overarching story that has been yes. that has been going on since uh, Casino Royale. Regardless of how great all the movies were, there's still that linking of a story from beginning, yes. middle, so there should be an end. Which you didn't get that so much in the classic Bond films. Yeah, they're always just one shot. Yeah. So. Well, there's a couple of them that have a yeah. continuing story, but this one it seems like Casino Royale was kind of that um shift after the pierce brosnan age and it seems like they rebooted the whole story yeah. of bond and his interactions because with uh skyfall and with um i can't remember the last one uh a specter specter it was all of a sudden now we're bringing back villains who were introduced way in the early classic films like oh yeah blofeld and Rumor has it, Doctor No, which that is, is the, the first rumor. Bond film. So let's we'll see how that one rolls out. 
Alright, next one we got is, um, I guess, a schedule change. Oh, a little one. Yeah, a little bit. The um, Top Gun 2 has been moved up a couple of days. Instead of being a Friday release, it's a Wednesday release. Alright, yep. As I reported on Screen Rant, they moved it up two days. They are really liking what they have here. So, usually when you move something up, they're really excited and they're proud of their product. So, definitely a plus for uh, Tom Cruise again to see how he um, knocks it out of the park with this one, Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, and if you guys are in the chat, I'm posting the links to these articles in the chat as we go through them. So, y'all can see it as we talk about it. Or at least try to, anyway. So, uh, our last bit of TV news is it looks like we have uh, some directors who are going to be joining the, uh, the the list of uh, distinguished individuals to for Mandalorian Season 2. Yes, directors, but they did update the article most recently. Yes, they so. added another one. So, um, so, what it is, is the Screen Rant is reporting that James Mangold and Robert Rodriguez are supposed to be getting directed parts. But the latest update in here is that Mangold, quote, has since clarified on Twitter that he is not involved with The Mandalorian Season 2. Which is oh. a little sad. But still, seeing Rodriguez in there. Right. You know, uh, yeah, that'll be, that'll be good to see. Oh, yeah. But it would have been nice to see um, see what Mangold would do since he did the um, you know Logan and Ford versus Ferrari. So he's got a good idea on character. So it would have been interesting. Yes, if I he believe did. So, but that's it. Film and TV news. Film and TV. So if there's any any news out there you want us to talk about, shoot us out. Shoot us articles. I compile the stuff on compile the stuff over the last seven days, and if it's really interesting and eye catching and kind of fits the uh, tone of the show for that day i'll keep it in there any tv shows you want us to watch i'll find time all righty <laughs> and i think with that we're ready to move on to state of game state of game people bit highlighted of the crazy but guns a blazing it's all good all right state of game so state of game is where we talk about the various games we're playing whether they be tabletop video game airsoft this is where we talk about the fun games and games so starting off i think pretty much video game section is going to be rather short because we're both playing the same game and me double dipping like a, like a like however you want to call it, but I Definitely have reasons something. why I have this game on two systems. But I am strictly right now playing Division Two on both my PS4 and Xbox. All right. So what's you, what's going on with your run on Division Two? Because I want right. to talk about mine. All right. So um, Division Two on the PS4, running with my two uh, two best friends, and we've been hitting up. All the major points, leveling up, getting all the guns, doing all the things, but doing it in preparation for the expansion, which dropped this week, I believe. Yes, so, it actually dropped, uh, from what I understand, it dropped like yesterday. Yep. So, uh, yeah. It was, uh, it was a pretty hefty update. Yeah, so there's a, there's a lot of running and gunning going on, and a lot of passed out on the couch kind of nights. But also, <laughs> I'm playing on the Xbox with uh, Scuba here. Yeah, in fact, uh, Monday night did a game stream and we were and played Division Two. Started that off with uh, um, with updates. With updates, <laughs> and then had a little bit of time with Rye before he had to he had to bounce. Yep. But um, another person I had met I had met playing uh, hit me up, and we both played together for the rest of the time. Downside is is the stream video does not have a lot of audio. It seems that has uh, died away for some reason. So Aww. yeah, I got a got a notification from Saladin while we we're sitting there, and it's like okay. So not really sure what's going on with that. We'll make it work. But so um, how do you how do you like playing um, Division Two? I like I like it. It's uh it's definitely good. Um so many rabbit holes. 
so many rabbit holes. Yes, that's the one thing that is uh, definitely a great thing. Like, for anybody that's played the first division. Yeah. Know that there was a lot of things that fans demanded. And all those demands were put in this game. Okay, because I thought it was there's so many more things to kind of loot. There's yeah. the, the drop-in, drop-out to help to work with other agents without having to try to form a party or whatever. That's really nice. Yeah. It's that distress call and agents join you. Um, and then if you work with another agent and progress through part of the story, that carries over to your side once you leave that particular group, which I felt was really nice. Downside is, is it made it very disconcerting because I have no idea what I'm doing as far as story progression. So I'm pretty much just going to be wandering around aimlessly and finding whatever rabbit hole I fall into next. Watch so, out for them sewer holes. You can go down them. Yeah, we did. We went into a subway area yeah. last night and it was just kind of wild what was going was on. Was it another there. control point? Uh, no, it wasn't a control point. It was something else, but it was uh, just kind of one of those like, hmm, what is this? Oh yeah, that's what happens. And especially the good thing is you'd be like, oh, what's this question mark? It could be something great or something you should not even be touching yet. Yeah. So <laughs> doing the weapon upgrades for that, but yeah, uh, check out the uh, the vod on that, and we'll get it up on the YouTube channel once so. I do some trimming on it because you know I'm not sure everybody would like watch a three hour silence. Oh so. wait. I did play another game. Oh, you did? Oh, yeah. I did get in some time with Outer Worlds. Ah. I just remembered. Outer Worlds is fun. Yeah, yes. Oh, my goodness. I need to go back to that. I almost didn't even get any sleep because I was uh, what you call falling down the rabbit hole. You can fall down the rabbit hole in that game, people. I'm telling you. Yeah. I hadn't played it it in a few days and went back in. And I was like, oh, I know where I'm at. Let me do this. Let me do this. Let me do this. And then 1 a.m. comes around. I was like, I do need to get up for work. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I got to do that adulting thing in the morning, yeah. so hey, whatever. Um, so yeah, oh, a couple things real quick, backtracking on that. Um, so that was our video games for that. And now to talk about some tabletop stuff. Tabletop people, tabletop, look at that. Look at that, we're going to talk about, um, like I was saying to you earlier, the fifth weekend of the month, uh, my friends and I get together and we do a war table game. Because we're all trying to get into the, the miniatures and the war game. And my friends are really accommodating. They let me take photos of the game as we lay all the minis out. And then as we progress through each turn. Um, last When we did this this time though, though, we had some questions about line of sight. In this uh, particular map that we had made. So I was actually using the camera on my phone to try and pick. Uh, get a lot idea for line of sight and it turned out it made some for some very nice photos of the miniatures as we go uh, this one right here is my friend's uh, is penumbra's army necrons and then uh, coming to get you people another buddy raz he was running uh, space wolves i of course am running dark angels because that's all i have and penumbra's brother was running uh chaos marines so he had, he had these two maps of this, like, uh, Imperium City. So we used those with some of the dungeon tr- dungeon terrain I had made for Ruins of Thumbletree. And I've used that several times for other War Table type things. So we kind of set up some streets and whatever. And I was predominantly vehicle driven. So I have this, so I'm trying to do this thing with these, uh, Dark Ang- with these Ravenwing bikers charging up down the road to check out the Necrons on the other side. But uh, it was uh, it was fun. Uh, got to the point that we pretty much it was kind of a stalemate, kind of like if we had gone another turn, if it was because it was getting late, uh, possibly could have wound up losing because I lost like two thirds of my army in one round. It was just <laughs> it was not. Good. Sounds like a, a devastation. Well, it wasn't bad because it was trying to learn these various tactics and whatever. And one and Penumbra let me use one of his land raiders, so I got to actually play with a tank for this so there was that that added some interesting combat elements but um so that was the main that was what was going on there um some other stuff uh game wise is last week i had another did another thing for build and i got a little clip here 
um, where it's continuing to work on the uh, mansion build. Uh, and this one I got, I scored all of the lower level and started building up the walls. After this particular build stream, I realized, you know what? I need to get a foam a wire, a hot wire foam cutter. So I went on to Amazon and I got a hot wire foam cutter. So tomorrow night's build stream should allow should should make that it should make building a little more easier. And I realized as I'm going through this, I have to readjust wall placement to accommodate the miniatures. So stay tuned on that tomorrow if or uh, Wednesday nights to see how I build see as we build through again. This is probably the largest thing I've. This is the largest thing I've built yet. So it's just kind of figuring out the problem solving as I go. Mm, I can't wait to see what happens, what it looks like. Oh yeah, it's gonna be awesome. Nothing less than amazing. All right, so that covers tabletop. That covers video games. At least airsoft. The bullets go flying. All righty, so. Wasn't real like I said. I was doing Chrono on Saturday, so I don't have a whole lot from gameplay Saturday. Sunday, on the other hand, that's where the fun kind of kicks off, and I actually have one of the. And the the big thing for Sunday's highlight is the uh, attack and defend game, and I'm gonna post a link to a video that was posted up on the Balahack uh, Facebook page, so you should totally check that out and whatnot so the attack and defend was set up like like this the attacking team started in the LZ the defender started in the town the attacking team just like last week had to take a dynamite with a thunder bee attached to it <laughs> to the MIG and blow up the MIG then they had to have two people who were wearing blue helmets go to the halfback bunker to retrieve the alien from the protective dome only those guys in the helmets could go defenders had to stop them because if they did retrieve the alien they had to get to the third floor of the tower and then that was going to be the end of the game so blue the attacking team had blue tape the defenders had no tape they sent me with the defenders and got them squared away and then the game kicked off now normally with attack and defend most people like to go to the attacking side because they think the defending side is always going to lose now last week when they did this the attacking team actually did really well this week the attacking team didn't even get to the first objective <laughs> they were stopped cold by the by the defenders they had them they couldn't get through. They couldn't get the, the explosive device to the MIG. They couldn't get the guys in the blue helmets to pass the town. It was just didn't go anywhere. So we went through, and it was great gameplay. It really was good gameplay, and we had all the variety of people out there. But the big thing is you got to check out that video that was posted on the Balak Facebook page for that particular game. It really kind of shows the wide variety of players and how much. Fun it is being up there. Um, video doesn't play too isn't playing too well in my OBS setup. Otherwise, I'd I'd share it with you that way. But I have the link. It's the next best thing. Check it out, people. It is a fun video. The variety is great. The variety is good. Is good. Is good. Is good. Good in the hood. All right. So. Um. So, got another thing, and that's airsoft stuff, and it's a quick little topic thing to kind of discuss things. Because as I'm learning things and realizing there's people who watch who don't know much about airsoft. Like me. <laughs> um, one of the things that came up recently in the community discussion was discussing what um, DSG style uh, guns. And I'm not sure I understood what that was specifically, so I went and I looked it up. And I got an article here from the Airsoft School, which is really cool, um, talking about uh, AEG and DSG. AEG is basically, basically your, at your general electric motor gun. A DSG isn't much difference in, in that sense. However, the difference comes in 
one of the components within with within the selector there's a selector gear within within the motor on a normal AEG the gear will rotate and to cycle the trigger with a DSG the difference between the AEG and the DSG is the DSG actually has more teeth on that gear so you get more more um, more times it goes per rotation some more more coming out yeah it basically what it translates to is like when it comes to your trigger trigger and you start pulling the trigger it's like you increase the the rate of fire for on semi because some of those things because there's a group of there's a subsect of airsofting which people call speed soft which that may not be entirely accurate but it's a subset and these are the people these guys from what i've seen and what i've uh, descriptions i've been given is these are the guys who are all about uh how fast they can pull the trigger when they go so it's all about how rapidly they can get bbs downrange. um so this is that's where this dsg comes in it's not entirely it's not illegal because as long as you're keeping your rate of fire within the field regs, so you're gonna have to make sure you check with your local field as far on how that goes. But a little bit of little bit of knowledge, a little bit of uh, info to kind of share gives me um, a, a good distinct uh, differences. Yes, there's a, it, and there was something I was talking with Valgarza last week. Is like you, once you the more you get into this, the more there's different subsets, and then there's different conversations from an engineering perspective from a mechanics from a customization it really is wild so um as i learn and i'm always up for learning new things so this was something i thought was kind of cool again that article was from the airsoft school and it'll be in the uh show notes and everything as well okay <clears throat> i think we're just kind of well it feels like we're rolling through but yeah i mean it's, it's a a lot of things to talk about. We're getting through pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At a steady pace. About to take flight. Speaking of flying, let's move on to some news pieces to t- and discussion. Are we going to be landing somewhere? Uh, maybe. It depends on if you do it digitally or virtually or realistically. But uh, apparently the latest uh, version of the Microsoft Flight Simulator is about to release. And it's yeah. got a major major uh buzz thing to it so what do you think what is it oh yeah as uh, reported on gamebyte.com microsoft flight simulator 2020 um for you those you don't know it's basically you get in the plane you fly around you got different variety and types but the big thing in this game is it's confirming that the team has included every single airport in the entire world quote a whopping 37,000 airports will manually edited by the team for the game making this one of the most exciting additions to the xbox game studio lineup end quote all right well i mean i played a little bit of flight simulator i think i have a copy but um this is literally just you know flying around because you know gamers of various types you got some that like to play the first person shooters and third person shooters like division and call of duty and then you got people who literally just like to fly and that piece uh, from flying, just like they do, just like fishing or any, any th- or any of these other simulator games, which I actually kind of like it, because it, while you may not be fully trained to mess with things in real, just the fact that hey, my eyesight sucks, I can't be an actual pilot, but at least in this game, I can pretend to be a pilot. Yeah, it gives you like like you said, there's a variety of different planes you can fly, but the the added aspect of the the hyper realism with the fact that you can visit every single airport that's gonna just... be nice because i think a couple of pre- couple of previous versions had like twenty thousand or yep. <clears throat> fifteen thousand so, it didn't have it had about half yeah. or a little or two-thirds so now we got every airport so and on top of that with every airport there's a, each airport is quote going to be boosting day to night changes bustling and busy people and animated ground crews. Nice. So, nice. Um, if you go to the link from Gamebyte, they do have a video that goes and shows the the realism that they are able to capture with this new game. Alrighty. We'll definitely keep that. Hey, yeah. Valgraza. Hey there. It's going to be available on Windows Ooh. and Xbox One later. He had to tease me like that? Man. Alright. 
I'll take a look at those messages later. I can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see it. But yeah, definitely this might be a simulator I pick up on Xbox One. Oh yeah, I think I might give that one a shot. I, I think I might just try simulators myself. And hey, if there's a suggestion for a game to play on the Monday night stream, by all means, shoot that over to me in the comments or in the uh, contact info. So can try and do that. Alrighty. Um, next thing, and this is kind of a continuing on from our discussion earlier about the Invisible Man, and as we were discussing Friday, it's like this is probably one of the most reproduced stories I can think of off the top of my head. I'm sure there are others. Um, there are others, but, but you this know. one seems most prevalent because I can sit here and just name a few different versions of this story that have been done in film over it within my lifetime yeah like i knew of i knew of a, you know a couple but then when i looked over the show notes and saw someone I was like i didn't even know that 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 existed all right so, so basically what i did is i did a quick little did some searching and for those who don't know <clears throat> the invisible man is a story that was originally published in 1897 by the man of science fiction himself hg wells Yes, this is a man of many talents when it comes to sci-fi, and so, it was a man being one of them. Yes, I wore the worlds, the time machine, great, great stories. So, the original rendition of this uh, from eighteen ninety from was that was originally published. It was, it was a you had a you had a scientist whose last name was Griffin. the The book never actually showed told you what his real what his first name was who was a pioneer in the world of optics and had developed a formula to give his skin the same properties as air. It neither reflects or retains light, effectively turning him invisible. And he was successful in turning himself invisible, but he was unsuccessful in turning himself back. And being somebody who had a predilection to violence this leads into the whole horror side of this particular story yeah, which the general gist is like you get a hold of this power what what kind of insanity can it drive you to do things? yeah and and that's where things and that's how we go it's like this is this is the crux of this story but it further on it's like looking at how many times this was hit on now the invisible man is also one of the classic universal monsters Yes. Uh, with this first film being done in 1933, where Griffin was given the first name of Jack, and was played by Claude Rains. Um, obviously, this is black and white era, but since then we had The Invisible Man Returns in 1940, The Invisible Woman in 1940, which they are actually working on an Invisible Woman to right now for 2021 or 2022 so we should hear hopefully we'll hear more about that later um the invisible agent um where and then we have the invisible man's revenge abbott and costello meet frankenstein where the invisible man makes her appearance at the end now, the nice thing about this, The Invisible Man Returns and the Abbott and Costello uh, meet Frankenstein, that is actually Vincent Price who plays The Invisible Man. That's an interesting tidbit. It is. I thought it was kind of cool. Because, um, you know, there's the man of horror. And let's see, we have Abbott and Costello meet The Invisible Man in 1951. Um, and then probably some a little bit more modern because... We have these up to the 1950s, and then in the in 1992, we have one that comes to my comes to my mind pretty quickly, and that is Memoirs of an Invisible Man, where in this instance Chevy Chase is the one who plays uh, who plays the lead role on this. A very comedic twist. It is, if I remember correctly. And you did see an Easter egg in. The, this Invisible Man, that was a callback to memoirs, right? Yes. Uh, so the the suit and the hat. Yeah, there was a there. Yeah, that was uh that was actually kind of cool. Now that yeah. I think about it, it's yeah. like yeah. 
Um, and then, of course, the one another one that comes to mind quickly for me is the two thousand fi- the film Hollow Man in two thousand with Kevin Bacon. Oh yeah, I, I think some a lot of people know that one off the bat because it is. It's a more modern, modern film. I mean, we're talking this like twenty so, years. Yeah, but. And there was a sequel, which was directed video sequel, where Christian Slater played the Invisible Man. Oh, yeah. And then you also have uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Which is one of my favorite interpretations, is favorite ones, because this was a graphic novel turned to a film, and it was one of those ensemble cast deals. But the twist for this one is the Invisible Man in The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is not Griffin. It is a thief who stumbled across the formula to make himself invisible. Fun stuff. So, but I felt that was a pretty fun interpretation of the character, mm-hmm. which leads us into this one. But my thing is, is it's, with this as an example, this film has been redone multiple times, or the story has been retold multiple times. And what are what are some things that really kind of help with retelling the story or um, those, that type of thing? Because it seems like when some stories can be retold multiple times and it's fresh. Yeah. Some stories, once were good, twice, really, three times. Oh, God, stop, please. Oh, yeah. and this is uh, when, when retellings happen, they happen in various forms. They happen for various reasons, and it's all about um, can you tell the story again without being too much of just a rehash of either a, a, a money grab or a designation of just you know just trying to trying to just reflect upon mm-hmm. something without actually giving it due diligence. Um, so a lot of the reason, like when you're looking at this, the 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 major thing is that with the remakes of not just this but of any film a lot of times there's a general jump between the remakes like a decade's at least a decade's worth of a jump or at least four or five years if they're not a sequel and doing that whenever you see a a remake it's usually because um one of the reasons is because of a generational thing case in point um a movie that i reviewed a while back a star is born that was the one with Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga was the fourth rendition of that movie. Mm-hmm. So it's all the they, there have been other films, but there's been gaps between it. But what makes that movie a good remake like this one is that it's a retelling with a, a modernization of sorts. Okay. So you keep the core elements, but you 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 make it fresh for the new generation, if I could use that as the term. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely, definitely think that's but. If there's uh, some other ones that you get, some other ones that have been seen that are really good uh, reinterpretations of the original content, uh, tell us more about those. I thought this was one of those that just had me thinking about how this film, the core element, is a person who deals with optics. Yes. A very talented scientist who has some type of flaw in the current, in the in the latest version. He he was obsessive and controlling. Yeah. You have uh, the original one. He was, he had a pre, he was fascinated. He, he had this tendency to violence or was drawn to violence. Uh, in Hollow Man, it was, a, it was a complete, it was that loss of moral uh, compass when you realize that you were, because society has rules and when you can when you are in a position where those rules no longer apply it's it's amazing how dark things can become yeah and again this is you know it's like obviously these are exaggerations but the core elements are there and it's like even so he was a talented scientist he was a loner he had a lot of these various psyche and that seems to be consistent throughout all, all the films it's just Sometimes the twists kind of go in there, oh, yeah. but <clears throat> so that was a that was a good discussion. Oh yeah, just to make sure, remakes are always going to happen. It's just a matter of execution. Yes, and this is one that's been executed a number of times. I actually want to go watch some of these classic ones. Oh yeah, I do want to go back, like the Invisible <coughs> Woman. Yeah, I do want to go back. Nineteen forty, Virginia Bruce mm-hmm. as Katie Carroll, Invisible Woman. 
This is a comedic installment in the franchise. Carol becomes the invisible invisible after being subject to an experiment. Yes. Gee. Um, invisible Thanks. Agent. John Hall stars as Frank Raymond, the Invisible Man. Raymond is the grandson of the original Invisible Man, but heroically uses the formula on himself to help the Allies during World War II. So that has a, a twist of sorts. It does. Um, Invisible Man's Revenge, 1944. Uh, John Hall stars as Robert Griffin, Invisible Man. Griffin is a madman who seeks revenge for those who have wronged him and becomes invisible upon experimentation. Very mustache twirly there. Ha 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 ha. Uh, Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, 1948. Vincent Price reprises his role. Abbott and Costello meet the Invisible Man, 1951. Arthur Franz stars as Tommy Nelson, Invisible Man. Nelson is a middleweight boxer, framed for the murder of a promoter. He tries to clear himself of the crime. He gets the invisibility serum from former colleague of Jack Griffin's. Former colleague of Jack Griffin's. Claude Rains reappears in a still photograph reprising the role. Yeah. So, I think that's cool. And as we were discussing pre-show, the this version of the 2020, or the version of Visible Man that just released, was actually originally slated to be part of Universal Pictures' Dark Universe. Which was mm, not executed very well. Well, uh, yeah, it was... It got off to a bad start. But... It was nice that it, with the shift from an overarching uh, connected world, it was, okay, let's start with, let's do compelling individual stories instead of focusing on the interconnectedness. So, and you see the success with this. This one yeah. did really well. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. Well, I think we're good on that. So that leaves us with uh, odds and ends. Oddies and endies. Alrighty. So get a little odds and ends going on there. The odds and ends because yes. the rabbit hole yes. is big tonight oh yes it is odds and ends collection of internet stories that we find that we're just going to read the headline maybe a little bit of the article itself and just react to it okay so here we go first one right off the bat you know let's let's set the stage for you right go ahead you're, and set a, guy, it, you're, you're a guy whose friend longtime friend uh, passes away and leaves you their house as an inheritance in um, a historic neighborhood in a historic neighborhood and you you honoring your friend's memory decide to go and work on reno- scheduling and working on a renovation only to get a call that says hey there's no house here anymore and you go wait what and then you find out that in Dallas in Dallas, a Texas demolition company actually tore down the wrong house. Oh, yes. As, what? Uh, <laughs> what? They tore down the wrong house, but there's a lot of circumstances that played into that, which kind of makes me wonder, Are they? should they even be demolishing anything? So, as reported on CNN, uh, the owner of JR Demolition, Bobby Lindemode, apologized about the incident in a press release. Quote, I, as the owner, have been in demolition over 35 years, and after many thousands of structure demolitions, this is the first incident wherein the wrong structure was demol- demol- demolished, end quote. And I, the, I'm sorry. No, I, just, the, I just can't. But I, there... Oh, I'm sorry. But no, no, the, by all means. Uh, you're going you're gonna to sit here and tell me their excuses. Can, no, but I told you that this excuse I'm not going to convince... Valid. I'm not going to say it's valid, but it's one that made me raise my eyebrow, like... If you're running a demolition company, these factors should have made you like, let me wait a couple days. Um, he added, added, mm. quote, that multiple factors contributed to the mistake. I wonder, people. Um, the home did not have a house number. One. Um, and due to heavy rain, the curb address was covered by water and debris. Two. All right. So two red flags come up there. Oh, yeah, and he said it looks like other houses that are in disrepair that they've torn down before in that neighborhood. Beyond, it's like, I'm sorry. It's like, you, you, it's one of those things you kind of want to make sure you get the right place. Because now this is a house that the neighborhood really enjoyed. 
that was it and it's gone and it's just like you can't replace you can't replace it yes you can build a structure but it's not going to replace what was no and all that because someone couldn't spend a little extra time checking out verifying before they start knocking stuff down oh you're right grozzly totally yeah I'm wondering if there is going to be a lawsuit on There that. is going to be a lawsuit. This is America. So, you know, people <laughs> sue for uh, wrong fries and, you know. Oh, yeah, my coffee's hot. Duh! When You know, when people call 911 because Burger King didn't make their burger, what else can you say? Yeah, yeah. All and right. That... So, with that, we have a bit of sad news. Sadness. There was sadness, people. Yeah. Um. For those of... <laughs> Those of us who grew up in the a in the golden age of video games, we're all familiar with the up up down down left right left right B A B A starts. Yes, that's not right. Or is it A B A B? B A B A B A B A start. The Konami codes. Konami code. Yes, that is the only way I ever got through Contra, and I know I'm not the only one who could say that. There's probably other people out there that have used this code before. I think I'm pointing at myself, but yes. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, the the creator of this infamous code has passed away recently. I cannot pronounce his name because I'm not that familiar, so I'm not going to try, but def- definitely yep. kind of a bit of sad news for us uh, nostalgic yeah, game me. people. Yeah, Go for it, as reported on NPR, Kazusha Hazimoto, creator of this Konami code, has died years people do you say natural causes um or did not give a lot of detail it's just um nope nope no just reported that he was the creator of that code ah. it's used in more than 100 games quote such as castlevania and mortal kombat 3 end quote oh really yeah the code as you pointed out famously gave players 30 lives in the game contra it's the only way I got through that game. <laughs> and yes, R.I.P. Volgraza. That Konami code will always live in infamy as a savior for most. Oh, Dance Dance Revolution at it. There was something I remember hearing about with Bioshock Infinite that if you you use that code at the start of that one, it would revert. It would it would activate a special game mode that would be reminiscent of those days of the 8-bit where you had very few save points and everything was just a royal pain to get through oh yeah and just to add a little chuckle to this just to end on uh, on a high note uh if players use this code and get in the game gradius 3 their ship blew up (laughs) there you go it's not always beneficial to cheat people especially in konami games all righty uh well as we celebrate the the end of one life let us celebrate another person's long life with uh, a a nice kind of feel-good story because it's leap year oh yeah and that is uh a man born on leap day has sell is sell gets the opportunity to share his 18th birthday with his granddaughter Oh yes. Now this is um, for those of you who don't know. This is leap year, so that gives uh, uh, an extra day in February, February twenty ninth. So, so this was a fitting article. For it that. is um, because this uh, this uh, gentleman who's actually seventy two, but it happens to be leap year, and his granddaughter's birthday was like a couple of weeks before. So this is kind of one of those nice feel good family things that get to share a major milestone birthday. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it, it's a feel good thing it's like it oh. is it is really is really good like the, the grandfather's birthday uh bill stoney he was born on the 29th his granddaughter maya was february 15th um uh, so yeah it's and, fun as reported by news 10 whec out of rochester new york thank you rochester Alrighty, um, I'm gonna skip this next one and go to the last one and come back to that mm, one. I like that. Um, Let's another my little tats. bit info, a little bit of info. It's like a again another one of us uh, nostalgic peeps. Uh, the Japanese superhero Ultraman is coming to the Marvel comics. Oh yeah, as reported on IGN, uh, Marvel is gonna be featuring the Japanese hero Ultraman to debut later in 2020. Um, revealed at the next big thing panel at c2e2 
Cool. So, for those fans of, yeah, the, Ult- of this. Yeah, Ultraman is like the kaiju battle. Um, most recently, in my memory, is reading the book uh, Ready Player One, where there's definitely some moments where the character utilizes that because of all that various pop culture reference of the 90s. Oh, yeah. So, this was and, good. And it's going to be called The Rise of Ultraman. Look for, uh, look for it sometime this year. Alrighty, and this brings us to our last story, which, you know what, it's fun, because... Boom! Baby Yoda. Right there, people. The Baby Yoda craze has gone so far and so fast. Now, what I've seen on the airsoft, well, at Balahack for weeks now, is when we do the Chaos Games, or any kind of game where there's a challenge and reply... At some point, a team picks Baby Yoda. And sometimes Baby Yoda doesn't last. Other times, Baby Yoda will last all the way to the end. Well, now, Baby Yoda has been given... The name Baby Yoda has been given to a tank. So, I think it's going to last. Oh, yeah. And, yep, it is. And if you look on there, people, you can I see got, a This picture. picture was from the U.S. Army Twitter feed... Where they have Baby Yoda on the barrel of a tank. Saladin, I hope you're happy. <laughs> there you go. Ready to shoot out and take out the world. Oh no, at least take out the bad guys. Force you know. be with you. <laughs> well, not the bad guys, just us. America. <laughs> oh, so many good things. Greatness. So many great things. Um, bam, bam, bam. Well, I think with bam, that, bam, bam. we're pretty much good for the night. Yeah. So, Hit it up. Done it all. Yeah, let's get up our contact info so people know where to find us. Check us out everywhere and anywhere. Right there, people. Oh, yeah. Check us out, you know, Twitter, Instagram. If you like the show, want to support the show, uh, consider becoming our pa- uh, patron through patreon.com slash scuba studio uh, patrons get early access to video content post that's posted as well as access to a special section of our discord server to where when we do our patreon chat you, you can join that chat and interact with us <laughs> um, so definitely that um if you want to email us some topic suggestions or feedback, by all means, go to scuba studio at gmail.com. Uh, anything else, contact wise? Um, um, find me on Instagram at Incubus Trav. Like, send a friend request. Boom. Uh, yep, you can find me at Scuba Cut. Oh, yes! Social opportunity. Division 2. There is. I got to the point where I could make a clan, and I made a clan for Scuba Studio. So if you're playing Division Two on Xbox, and you're looking for a clan, you want to look for a clan, look for the clan with the tag SCS. Join today. So, with that, I think we will uh, go ahead and transition over to Patreon and kind of chill out and hang out. So, all right. Peace. Oh yeah.